Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Happy almost New Year to you, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, happy almost New Year to you, too. How are you? Doing great, man. A couple days away here, and uh, we are going to have a fun conversation today, self-proclaimed fun. So we appreciate all you listeners coming on board. Uh, and this is an episode that we are going to reference throughout the calendar year because we are going to talk about that dreaded little creature called New Year's resolutions. Now, before you hit skip forward or pause or delete episode, stick with us um, because we are absolutely going to make this actionable, as we always say. So if you're new to the podcast, um, every episode, we try to give you something actionable to take home and put into your day to day life. Uh, regarding the fasting lifestyle. That is why it is called Fasting for Life. If you guys have been with us for a while, we appreciate you listening. So Tommy, New Year's resolutions, man. Um, mm. Fun stuff. Let's, uh, let's, let's break it down a little bit and try to put some new frameworks in here and some new constructs that can set the entire year up for success rather than just knowing they're not going to work or throwing in the proverbial towel. Yeah, New Year's resolutions were always kind of a funny thing uh, for me because I I know personally that they they always involved some sort of exercise and some sort of weight goal. Um, It tended to be a little bit bigger than than the year before that um, because I didn't have you know all the momentum or success going throughout the year. So it was a little bit more that I needed to accomplish the following year. Um, But they they tended to look similar, you know, uh, put some money aside, lose some weight, um, clean up some habits, that kind of thing, but the 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 thing about it is I, I never really got too far into the year with with a whole lot that was different, right? Like it, it didn't feel like I had accomplished a lot uh, you know, at, at any point really uh, during the year. So I, I don't know, at, at a certain point, I, I started losing faith in the actual practice of a New Year's resolution. Um, it, it, just, it just felt like I needed to do something a little different to actually get results. So why are we talking about New Year's resolutions, right? Because you just brought up a really good point. Like the top three are typically exercise, lose some weight and save some money, right? right. And the staggering statistics that come along with this um, are just, it's crazy. So uh, February 1st is actually known as um, like the end of New Year's resolution day. Throw in the towel day. Throw in the towel day. Yeah. It's like, man, all right. So is the day where we call it quits on the resolutions. Now we're not saying don't set goals. Okay. So just that's not what we're saying. We're going to talk about this and unpack it and how it applies to a fasting lifestyle and why fasting for life is what it is and the the long-term health, you know, benefits and all, of losing weight and all this stuff. But um, you know, any depending on the research you look at or the polls that are done, anywhere between, you know. 60, 60 to 70%, upwards of 70% of resolutions are done by February 1st. And the end of the year stats are even more like staggering. 
yeah, 91% of people by the end of the year will feel like, like what I just described, like they just, they failed their new year's resolution. So, I mean, imagine, imagine going through life and every single year you put like a failure stamp on that year because your most important goals were ones that you didn't feel like you made any progress towards. Like, so we need to do something different. So it's like, man, I'm going to go out, I'm going to do, say you're a contractor or you, you know, whatever the the career that you have. And you're like, I'm going to go out and, uh, you know, I'm going to make a hundred dollars, but you know, that 91 of those dollars automatically goes to bills. That's a terrible way to frame going to work. Right. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh no, like you're going to do it, right? You need to yeah. put a house over your head and provide for your family, right? Like that's why we right. go to work. But um, that's going to be a really tough framework to institute some long-term success or lifestyle change, right? So this is probably why self-proclaimed as well that it's like, well, I don't do resolutions anymore. Well, yeah, because you don't want, you know, the failure is inherent. You yeah. know that it's like, yeah, okay. No, it's not going to work. So why the heck am I going to do it? Right. Yeah. In, intuitively, like you, you get that sense. So, so what, what can we do differently? How, how do we kind of start structuring it a little bit differently? I, uh, what, what always is glaring to me is the fact that it feels arbitrary. It's just another day. I mean, it's January 1st. Like that, that's cool. Like we, we hit a new year, but that doesn't mean I woke up as a new person that day just because it, it's a different year. Right. So, so my, my habits aren't just automatically different. So if, if my goal, no matter how big or important it is, if it's only based on what day of, of the year it is, or the fact that it's a new year, there there's, that's not a lot of meat on the bone. That's not a lot to hang on to, to put new habits or new strategies or new expectations or standards for myself around. There's going to have to be more for me to hang on to, to actually, you know, implement things that are going to make a, an appreciable difference at the end of the day. So what I just heard there is uh, hashtag flimsy, right? You're like, okay, like, yeah, this, this isn't this isn't really going to hold up in a court of law. So right. top three reasons why people fail at New Year's resolutions, right? So these are the reasons why people say they fail. It's lacking self-discipline to stay on track. And we can unpack how fickle of a beast or a unicorn discipline and willpower are. Yeah. And then number two is too busy or too hectic to keep up with the new routine. Okay, so that's like, I'm going to work out five days a week after work every single day. No, you're not. You're not going to do it. That doesn't happen overnight. Okay. And then the the third one at 40%. So the the last two are pretty close at 43 and 40% of the top three reasons why people fail at resolutions is the social pressure or the social construct. And we're going to talk about that when we give you the four things to do on how to frame putting fasting in for the long term and not just to becoming the next New Year's resolution or diet fad or weight loss program or or you know next thing that's not going to make it past February 1st. Right. Right, like a flash in the pan. A flash right. in the 2022 pan. So, you know, like oh, 2022 man. Whew, we're here. Let's rock and roll. Right, absolutely. And you know, like um I think that it's it's important to note that your resolution should be important to you. Like like you said earlier, it's important to set goals. It's important to strive for new heights and to push yourself outside of your boundaries. But hinging it on something that's tangible, it's real, it's meaningful to you and being willing to start it on the 28th of December, let's say, or the 19th of January or the 15th of March, it doesn't matter. But but hinging it on on the fact that 
it's important to you. And that's why it matters, not because the date, because as soon as the date changes and it doesn't really feel like the new year anymore, I think that's why February 1st, it's kind of like, okay, well, it's not even January anymore. So instead of it being a new year's resolution, it was, it was basically just a new month resolution. And that can be any month. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and uh, our next challenge is coming up on January 12th and we moved it earlier into the calendar this year because we waited for that dreaded, you know, January 28th to February 1st window. Yeah. And we've already got people pre-registered and we're like, no, this time we are starting as early as we can, right? Coming out of the holidays and the family engagements and all the stuff that you and I have going on. No, no, no. We are doing it and we're going to completely demolish the uh, failure reasons, which are lacking self-discipline to stay on track. We're going to unpack why discipline is a, you know, it's a finite thing. Like you just said, you need to anchor to something greater um, than just a, Hey, I need to lose 20 pounds. And that's not going to stick when the social pressures or the count, the, the, you know, the, the calendar ticks go by, you know, every time you draw a line on the wall or or a notch, it's like, all right, another day, another day, you get farther and farther out from the emotion that you were in the, in the moment that you made the decision to set that goal. And then, Hey, guess what? Life happens and the holiday hangover goes away and you're like, Oh crap. Uh, life it's back, right? Well, no, it's always been there. You've just had different focus points, right? So I think there was a cool, um, post in our community group about, um, something that was posted a couple of weeks ago about leading into the holidays and family traditions and some of this social stuff that can kind of, you know, break down our frameworks or, or, or throw a wrench in. Right. So go ahead. Let let me, let me say something about the social constructs, because if you think about it, like who we're used to hanging out with on a day-to-day basis, what our family expectations are within our household, um, no matter how big or small your family is, but who who ends up seeing you from day to day, maybe it's your coworkers, all these kind of things. Like you have a lot of expectations across a lot of different people. So they've all come to kind of be able to predict what you're going to do, or maybe what you're going to say in a certain situation, what your opinion is likely to be. So when you start to change something as fundamental as like your day-to-day eating and or fasting habits, let's say, or something else that that's that could potentially lead to large, meaningful, important change for you, you're going to have to anticipate that there's going to be some external pressure. There's going to be some of this like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting you to say that. Well, I know because I need to do something different if I want to see a different result. So expect that there's going to be some of that swimming upstream, go back to first two rules of fasting, not talking about fasting, but like, like build that into your plan. If you want to take on something, you know, a big, hairy, audacious goal, like, you know, losing 20 pounds or losing 80 pounds, um, you're, you're going to have to insulate yourself from, from some of those things. NutriSense combines cutting edge tech with human expertise. You can see how your body responds to food. And then we mentioned it recently about stress and sleep and exercise in real time. Never mind that. You also get the biosensor that you put on your arm, completely painless, connects right to the app that you can scan. So the CGM plus the NutriSense program, plus that dietitian guidance, plus the app, plus the visuals, it allows you to see where your blood sugar levels are and how well you're doing with adapting your fasting lifestyle. So that's where like an application like this would be cool because this is a, you know, a 10-week study. We're going to encourage you here with our action step here in a minute to apply this in a way, a strategic way to get long-term adherence or long-term compliance. But having a tool like the CGM has been absolutely like just incredible for me to be able to see things in real time 
So yeah. that way I'm able to either confirm or deny, right? Like I was saying, like I can either, okay, I'm doing great. I don't need to change anything or wow, this is really hunger. And you know, my blood sugar is doing great right now. Do I really want to go make this food related decision, right? Mm. Do I want to follow the guidelines in this study and do 60% carbohydrate? Probably not. Cause I know that's yeah. how that's going to make me feel. So you get all of these outcomes, weight loss, stable energy, better sleep, understanding the food relationship. So you can head to Nutrisense.io forward slash fasting for life, Nutrisense.io forward slash fasting for life. You get a $30 off code and you get free one month dietitian support. Hey, so I want to give a shout out to Nutrisense. Uh, as you guys know, we've partnered with them recently. Um, Nutrisense is an incredible company, been really instrumental on me dialing my own health journey in here recently, Tommy, um, with my body composition and my sleep and my stress. Mm -hmm. And it's just been incredible because Nutrisense combines cutting edge tech and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different foods, exercise, stress, and sleep in real time. So you've got your CGM, which is the continuous glucose monitor. It's the biosensor. You stick it on the back of your arm. It's completely painless. The application takes just a second. Then you pair it with their incredible app. I couldn't believe the upgrades to be able to like set your your blood sugar goals and your zones yeah. and all this stuff, right? Yeah, it was cool. And you get expert dietitian guidance. So it's the best of both worlds, and it can help you reach your health goals in 2024. Um and you're going to be able to kind of even do like little mini experience uh, experiments, right? And that's where, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, I found that coffee or the sugar-free syrups, like in some of the coffees or that little extra sweetness, right? Or, you know, if I wouldn't eat my carbs, my, my cold resistant starches, because we do a lot of jasmine rices and sweet potatoes in this house. Mm -hmm. If I didn't eat them at the end of my meal, or if they weren't cold resistant, then I would notice a much bigger spike early on in my journey. So it's really been allow, allowed me to dial in um, with the visualization and the data logs because wow. I can I can run these little mini experiments, right? So then you get the dietitian support. So if you see something weird, you're like, oh, well, that's weird. What happened? Did a workout? You know, you traveled something different. Um, you can literally reach out and say, hey, have you ever seen this before? What does this mean? And they can help you interpret that data as well. Mm, yeah, so it really that. just reinforces what you're doing well and where there's room for improvement. So more weight loss, stable energy, uh, helps your fasting decisions. You know, the things we're talking about today's episode gives you more real time feedback, uh, which then ultimately changes the decision making in the real time and then ultimately gets you more sustainable results. So I want to encourage you head to the show notes fasting. Um, it's going to give you uh, $30 off. You're going to get one month free of dietitian support. The website is Nutrisense.io forward slash fasting for life. If you're going to do it, commit to the six or 12 month subscriptions. It's going to give you time um, to kind of learn and level up as you go on your journey. Tommy, it's been an incredible addition to my health and weight loss journey. I know yours as well. Yep, mine too. But I want to give him a shout out. If you're looking to level up 2024, now is the time. Let's head back into today's episode. Shout out to Darren Hardy and the BHAGs, the big, hairy, audacious yeah. goals. Right. Um, <clears throat> if you're looking for, yeah, that, man, good stuff right there. So as we're framing out what the year is going to look like, the conversations through the holidays, you know, brought up some of the consistent things that we see that lead into 
Um, you know, the fact that it doesn't matter if it's January 1st, February 1st, March 1st, May 1st, doesn't matter. It's that the intention going into it matters and the construct that it's set in matters. So yeah. we're going to give you four things here in just a minute. But this the situation was, you know, she was, this woman uh, was on her fourth day of fasting and she'd like to go to seven days when I arrive in Mexico. So this is, I feel right out the gate. This is the, I am fasting for seven days so I can have uh, preparation to go crazy when I'm on vacation or just have no frameworks whatsoever, which sure. um, that could is a microcosm of the, hey, I'll start on Monday. Hey, I'll start on January 1st. Hey, I'll start after this birthday party. Hey, I'll start right. after, right. you know, that kind of thing. And but uh, she had forgotten that there was a family tradition that popped up um, on the weekend in the middle of her seven day fast. And it was a, uh, you know, a family Christmas concert, and then they go out to eat and then they go get a special dessert afterwards. Mm. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the question was, should she eat and then start fasting again? Or somehow do I resist the temptation to make it through to my original goal? And yeah. if this doesn't remind me of just like the same problem that happens with resolutions that fail yeah. is, you know, at the end, it's like, she says here, I know once I'm on vacation, it will be very difficult to fast. Yeah. So that's January. So you're, you're saying something. Yeah. yeah. In a nutshell, you're saying something out loud. You're doing it with a potentially misguided, um, intention, right? You're going to, yeah. you're going to, you're going to start off in January cause it's January. Well, I'm going to fast before a vacation so I can go on vacation and, you know, not worry about what I eat or drink or my habits or any of that stuff. Sure. Right. I'm just, yeah. cause it's going to be really hard. And yeah. then life pops up with, a, oh, yeah, I forgot we had this concert. And then we have this tradition that's linked to the food rather than the enjoyment of the actual experience. And that is, in a nutshell, in my opinion, these situations like this and, and how it mimics the resolution setting. So um, we want to give you some actionable things. And I know there's a couple of things we want to go through here, Tommy, as well. Yeah, like her her situation is one that I could relate to. I mean, I, I I found myself in that situation a lot where it was kind of like, you know, leading up to a vacation or a wedding or a, you know a, a special occasion of some sort, or maybe even just the holidays. The holidays, like, yeah. The holidays was like I'm going to see so many people that haven't seen me in a while. Like I I don't want to I don't want to be at the current weight where I am now. Mm -hmm. Can I just be like five or ten or fifteen pounds lighter than that so I can be a little bit more confident and outgoing when I get together with, with these people and these, these special occasions, but I'm kind of dreading it at the back of my mind. Cause it's like, I know I have that pressure that I just described, but plus I have the temptation of, of the foods and the indulgences and just the situation. I didn't have my own like uh, boundaries and, and framework that I was working with. It was, it was a different construct. It was like tracking all the calories and, and doing those kind of things. But that that like social get togethers didn't fit into that framework for me. So I didn't really know what I was going to do. So it was kind of, um, I'm not, I'm not sure. So I, I, I kind of painted myself into a corner and, and threw my hands up a little bit. And I'm, I'm hearing some of that in her post here too, which is like, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to kind of go crazy on vacation, or I don't really know how I'm going to behave on vacation, but I don't really have any, um, any boundaries going in. So I, I need to be as prepared as possible. So let me do a more extreme seven-day fast in preparation for that. And the reality is with that seven-day fast, maybe you lose 10 pounds, right? But then the 40, 60% regain once you go back into consuming, 
yeah. you know, consistently or the old habit, so to speak. And then sure. it's easy to put on another four to six pounds of glycogen in that short period of time. So oh, yeah. you might have a net negative or a net you know, negative effect of, of, of kind of almost like deflating yourself before you even start. So yeah, same thing goes for the holiday season as well. I did this before my honeymoon, six months, had a nutritionist, was doing all the right stuff, slowly and painfully got down to the number that I wanted, well, 0.2 below. Yeah. And then went on vacation and didn't go crazy, but just didn't worry about it. Right. I felt good. And you know, I'd made some progress and then I got back and I was like, Whoa, okay, well now I'm behind where six, six pounds behind where I was. And I always remember it because that number stuck out to me for years. Cause it was a number that meant a change in my life. And it was like, okay, I felt good and was in shape here, but then I, you know, could never really get the weight off past that point. And that was a physiological set point and something that I just had to work through. And it took time and fasting is what actually never mind got me back to that point, but blasted through it. Um, yeah. So when you're thinking about this stuff in the context of what a fasting lifestyle works looks like or what becoming the 91% of the people that stick to the goals they set, and I won't even use the word resolution anymore, the goals they set in January or the, one, the, um, the fact that the lifestyle overhauls and the lifestyle habits takes, take months to rewire into your physiology. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more complex than just say, I'm going to drink more. I'm going to drink a glass of water when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, that's going to become a habit. So yes. when we're applying this to fasting for life or the fasting friendly lifestyle or the insulin friendly lifestyle, how we kind of, uh, you know, uh, call it those different things in different conversations. Um, you know, number one, even with the goal setting or the resolutions is, or I said, I wasn't going to say that word anymore is developing the necessary skills and mindset ahead of time. So if you've been dabbling with fasting and it hasn't stuck, then maybe you should focus on mindset. If you haven't even started fasting yet, then it's time to yeah. start. Like you don't have to wait till January 1st. You don't right. have to wait to, to join the challenge on January 12th. Like you can, you can start now and start getting some of those repetitions, but you need to make sure that your mindset is there. Yeah, absolutely. And and the skills go along with that too. You're going to need both of those things because if you're going to put yourself into a new situation or you want to see a new outcome, you're going to need both. You're going to need to think a little bit differently about what you're doing and why. And then you're also going to need a, a few new tools in your tool belt to actually get you there. So maybe it's a new, maybe it's a fasting timer. Maybe it's putting an alarm clock in the kitchen or, you know, maybe it's putting a, uh, printing something out and putting something on your refrigerator door or your pantry door. Like there, there might just be some, some little tools or some little skills or, or little optimizers that, that you need to put into place so that it makes, it makes it a little bit more automatic to make the decision that leans into where you're looking to go uh, for those long-term goals. And the second thing is really making, you know, like, instead of making a declaration, like I will do something is asking questions. And that's the second one. But before you move on Ooh. from having the skills and the mindset, <clears throat> The mindset is directly linked, you know, to something greater that you can't just say like, you know, I'm going to lose 60 pounds this year. Like, okay, well, great. How the heck are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to break it down into one pound every however many weeks it is, right? Like yeah. that, you're starting to make smart goals or measurable goals or attainable and realistic and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But maybe for the the mindset piece is you need to insulate yourself from certain people or certain uh, mm. situations where you... Maybe it's the Thursday happy hour or the Friday night, you know, whatever, right? Or yeah. the the Sunday, 
brunch or whatever it is that Sunday fun day, if you're into like, let's say football or you guys, whatever it is where it's like the, the habit, the pattern keeps getting interrupted or you get derailed. Maybe it's time to just think about like, what would that look like giving that up for the short term? You know, giving, yeah, allowing yourself to get that momentum and not just automatically feeling like, oh, it's February first, I'm done. Right. That that's such a good one, though, because think about think about how the week can go versus how the weekend can go, and sometimes that starts on like that Thursday or that Friday, and it's just like, if if I ordered if I you know if I ordered food on a Friday or I I got takeout on a Friday, it was like the weekend was there was going to be no tracking over the weekend. It was going to be like yeah. like like this lady with her, her vacation, I was feeling yeah. like that every single week going into the yeah. weekend. And then, so if that's not serving you and it's not going to lead you towards, towards those, those goals for 2022 or whatever they are, then, then plan out a, an interrupter for that, for that pattern, for that behavior right there. I love that. Yes. So I want to give a shout out to NutriSense. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that we've partnered with them officially. Um, And we just absolutely love the real-time data that NutriSense is able to give, Tommy. Um, It combines cutting-edge tech and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different food, exercise, stress, and sleep in real time. All of those things, um, which are the real-life day-to-day stuff that can make fasting easier and health goals more obtainable. Mm-hmm. So by pairing the CGM, which is the, the continuous glucose monitor, it's the thing that you wear in the back of the arm. It's completely painless. The application takes just seconds. And then you pair that with the expert dietitian guidance. It can really help you reach your health goals, especially this time of year, beginning of the year, keeping that motivation, regaining that motivation. Um, NutriSense Uh, has really been a game changer for me on my journey because your blood sugar levels can significantly impact how your body feels and functions. So real-time analysis, right? So you put the thing on, you pair it with your app, you get visuals, you get guidance, you get expert support, you've got the community. Um, And this data in real time makes it easy, like we're talking about in today's episode, to identify what you're doing well and where there's room for improvement. What are those Mm. things that you're doing well day-to-day that you want to continue to build on. So outcomes that most people will see, well, weight loss, you know, um, easier to stick to your fasting window, stable energy throughout the day, better sleep, uh, how your body responds to certain foods or caffeine, controlling cravings, all of the things. cravings. Right, all of the things that go into a healthy, sustainable fasting lifestyle. So I want to encourage you, head to the show notes, uh, click the link, NutriSense.io forward slash fasting for life. Commit to one of the longer plans uh, because it's going to allow you time to create the habits and the lifestyle that's going to get you the long-term results. Mm. You'll get 30 bucks off and one month free of dietitian support. So shout out to NutriSense. Excited to continue to use it and be uh, official partners with them because it's been a game changer for us and so many of our clients as well. So Tommy, let's get back into today's episode. Okay. So going into the second one is asking questions instead of making declarations. And this is powerful. So we just started to ask questions, right? In that previous convo right there was, yeah. well, well, it, so it's like, I will lose 60 pounds versus, you know, I will put together an actionable plan to work out five times a week and track my calories. No, I'm joking. This is not, yeah, right. we, <laughs> we don't need to do this with fasting. 
but you know, I will fast next year as part of my plan to lose weight versus, um, you know, what is the fasting window that I can consistently stick to for long-term results? Yeah. Or what, what new tools do I need to implement a fasting lifestyle or why, why am I considering using fasting in 2022 to hit the goals that are important to me? Like, what are my fasting goals? What would I like to see at the end of January? Let, let's not, let's not talk about December 31st, 2022 as the end point for, for my goal for, for right now that I'm setting, but what do I want to see for the end of January? What if I, what if I chunked it out into, into like monthly segments, right? And that, that leads into, into one of the other, um, one of the other tips here, which is about timing, right? Yeah. Um, when we're talking about the timing, so this is, this is, how do we unpack this in a way? I want to make sure that this is actionable, right? So this, this goes back to the don't necessarily wait to the beginning of the year or the next Monday or after the previous, you know, the next social event, or I'll, I'll start the new diet after, um, you know, after the wedding or whatever it is, right? Like the, the next life event that you have, yeah. it's, you know, the fact that the success of the resolution um, can hinge on finding the right moment to take action. And that is going to be through the factors that surround the habit, such as location or context. So context and timing to me can sometimes go together. Yeah, because if if the context of your goal is just based on an arbitrary date on the calendar, there's not much to hang on to. But sometimes it also means like shaking things up a little bit, right? Where you're you're needing to make some changes in the overall environment or in the context in which you you kind of find yourself because it, your your behavioral patterns have a a tendency to to be connected to your external environment. So if like if I have trigger foods in my pantry that aren't serving my goals, if I stop buying them, I've I've interrupted the pattern. I don't have to find myself seeking them out in my own pantry, potentially breaking a fast that I set out to do and thus leading me farther away from my goals. So sometimes I have to change my my external environment so that I can, you know, kind of lean into my my goals and my new behavioral patterns. Yeah, and it's in, in terms of location, you guys are like, well, how does this, what do you mean location? Like, how does this apply? Yeah. So we had a coaching client back in the day and he, he self-admitted was, I was like, so where do you, where do you fall off? Where are your sticking points? Where are the, where are the things that we can like kind of put some new constructs in or some new context to certain situations where, you know, you, you, you love going to the, you know, after work, do you love going to a certain restaurant or a buffet because Honestly, it's not the food or the salad bar. It's the fact that you get to spend time with your spouse or you get to take your kids somewhere or it's that emotional connection to the to the actual event yeah. rather than like we talked about with the holiday situation with the woman who's like, oh, yeah, we have this thing and now we have this family tradition and should I keep my fast going or should I break it? Right. Well, there was another situation where he's like, yeah, every day I drive home, I pass the donut shop and four out of five days I stop. And every mm-hmm. one day I'll have the willpower to, okay, well, take a new way home. Like something, right. sometimes we make it too complex. Like, but where's the location of my, of my derailment? Okay. Right. Well, right. let me just simply move the location. Maybe you, you've moved and your commute is different. And now you have to take breakfast in the car because of the amount of, you have to get up before the sun comes up every day at 4am just to drive into town to make it to work on time. 
Yeah. Well, guess what? That's an easy way to skip breakfast. <laughs> Grab that black coffee and go. Right. Um, so sometimes we try to overcomplicate this stuff too. Yeah, I think that that's that's pretty actionable right there. When, when I'm thinking back to to um, you know that that community member and going into Mexico, that's that's a new location, and she's feeling like leaving the comfort of her home and her normal day to day environment. She's about to go into a new location, but instead of that serving her goals, she's actually I I I feel from the post that there's some concern about what the behavior is going to be when I get to that new location. So anticipating that that change in location is going to change my behavior. So anticipating that and setting yourself up beforehand, like visualize yourself in the new location, but like committing to habits and behaviors that continue to serve your goals, even if they are a little bit different from how you would behave at home, they could still tend to overall lead you towards your long-term goals. They don't have to completely derail you and give you some new project in January that you're going to have to undo, right? Yeah, and and I love it. And the fourth one here as we kind of wrap up today's episode is we're going to give you a bunch of action steps. It's new year. You got some homework to do. You got a few days to figure this out. But the last one is is really, and this is something we talk about and, um, you know, is a lot is sleep and how important it is. And that was if you go back and you're new to the podcast, you haven't heard about our stories um, you know, Tommy had a, had a, um, you know, nap attacks daily. Uh, you know, when yeah. am I going to get my nap in? Yeah. I used to do the same thing. So, um, we're in the same boat there, but go back and listen to the first couple of episodes, hear our story, figure out why it is we're here, why we're doing what we're doing. And our goal is to literally transform, you know, the, and take on the, the obesity and metabolic health diabetes epidemic that we have that yep. is contributing to so many other health conditions like heart diseases and cancers and all that. Like, Let's help people get sustainable results. And starting with New Year's resolutions without these constructs is probably not the best way to get there. So we're going to give you a couple of fasting action steps. Uh, go back and listen to the first episode. Go back. If you're looking for just a little bit more motivation, go back and listen to episode 100, where we just celebrated wins. And it was like a 45-minute just conversation around successes and wins that we've seen yeah. you know, from the people that have adopted this lifestyle. But the sleep thing is really important. And this is the last one <clears throat> for why resolutions and things like this tend to fail is if you're trying to lose weight or get healthier, lack of sleep will decrease your leptin, which helps, which is the hormone that tells you that you're full. It'll also increase your hunger and cravings. And if you're trying to be more fit and exercise more, um, if you're tired, you're not going to do it. And if you're trying to get, you know, improve your work performance or get a promotion, um, lack of sleep reduces productivity. Like this is all stuff that we've known, right? If you want to have a better year in terms of relationships, and maybe you're looking to get back out on the dating scene or repair a relationship with a family or friend or, yeah. or work on your marriage, you know, lack of sleep contributes to poor mood, right? My wife said it to me. She's like, wow, you're a lot happier when you fast. Can you just keep doing that? Like, I like that. Right. Like, this is good. I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. It hurt <laughs> to say that in the moment, but she was absolutely right. Yeah. Sleep is is such a critical thing. And If you're thinking about anything that's like a new goal or something that's going to require new habits or new behaviors to actually get there, it, it, it even goes beyond just like your mood and your energy level. Like those are super important, but what about your inhibitions? What about like just making that decision? Like, like the guy driving by the the donut shop, how, how hard is it to say no to an old temptation or an old behavior when I'm feeling tired? If I'm feeling Mm -hmm. tired, I'm feeling frustrated. 
And I'm probably feeling a little bit more pessimistic versus optimistic. So it becomes really easy to go like, well, my, my, the, my goals that I set out for myself a few weeks ago, they're a little less important than this feeling in the moment where I'm frustrated, pessimistic, tired. I had a rough day because I wasn't communicating very effectively. Like all of these things lead to other things that aren't serving my long-term goals. And, and those add up over time, like really quickly. So as we wrap up today's episode, Tommy, we're going to start the new year. So happy new year to everybody as well. 2020 yeah. is going to 2022, excuse me, I left off a two is going to be an extremely great year for fasting. We have so much stuff planned for the fasting for life family. Appreciate each and every one of you listening. We're coming up on a really big milestone too with the podcast. We're going to share some more information with you guys about that. The next challenge is coming up January 12th, working on new programs and new resources and, and new ways that we can support you on your fasting journey. So Last two things for today is start now. Don't wait. Go to the website, thefastingforlife.com. You can download the Fast Start Guide. If it's been a while, dust that thing off, um, pull it out, re-engage, and really just go through the four things that we gave you, uh, which is, you know, you've got the mindset, you're ready to change. It doesn't need to be January 1, so start now. Just tell your brain, you know what? I'm making a decision now, and I'm doing it for me. And then start asking some better questions. Write down some questions about things that you'd like to improve upon in 2022 compared to 2021. Start working on your sleep. Know that it's important. If you've worn the badge like you and I have, Tommy, that, no, I don't need sleep. I'm fine. Well, no, you do. It's it's physiologically proven. If you want to go against 60 years of sleep science, that's cool. But um, I don't encourage that. And then, you know, work on starting to look at some of those locations and context or constructs of kind of breaking some of those habit patterns. Uh, we got a lot of work to do, Tommy, and it's going to be fun. So January 12th is going to kick off our year with our first challenge of the year. We are going to be bringing you um, eight challenges this year. So there's a lot yeah. of opportunity. But what I don't want you to do is now that you've heard that, be like, oh, I'll just catch the one in March. No, uh-uh. no, no, because that's January 1. That's February right. 1. That's the, uh, that's the abstractness of just picking a day after a life event or whatever. Be like, oh, I'll start my, no, 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 no. Start now. Go to the website, download the guide, dust that thing off, and we're going to get started, Tommy. So as we wrap up today, any final thoughts for 2020, as we end 2021 and go into 2022? Yeah, recognize that that you can break that pattern. Don't don't give in to the, yeah, there's going to be right. a few more challenges this year, right? No, nope. no, no. No, break the pattern for nope. yourself. You will thank yourself for it. Commit, figure out what's important to you and why, and don't let the calendar dictate your goals yep. and what's important to you. And Keep digging, keep asking those questions about what you want, what you want to get out of the, you know, the, the cup upcoming month, the upcoming year and find, you know, figure out what questions you need answers to and bring those into the challenge. Like we build in Q and A's into every single day of the challenge, just yep. so we can address the tough questions that keep people from leveling up in their own results. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be really excited, uh, really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Yep. Sure. Love it. I love it. I love it. Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy New Year Happy to New all Year. of you guys listening. Appreciate y'all. And uh, you know what? Next episode you hear, it'll be 2022. We'll see you then. All right. See ya. See ya. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free fast start guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.